0: Since an audience trusts whoever you're collaborating with, when they talk about you, their audience actually carries that trust over to you. So let's say that you train with a coach that you love and you trust them because you've worked with them for a while and you want to buy a trapeze. So you ask them, hey, who do you recommend to purchase a trapeze from? Whoever they tell you as their preferred trapeze maker, hands down, you are gonna trust them because you trust your coach. So it's the same way with clients. If they have a DJ that they love because they get them and they have the right vibe and the right music and they always make the the event really lively and they say, hey, we wanna add live performers this year and the DJ says, oh, you have to hire this company. They're the best, I love them. Boom, hands down, that client now trusts you to deliver Because the DJ said it. Being a Circus Boss is all about being confident on and off stage. It's about you living more of those powerful moments when time stands still and your audience is captivated and connected and everything feels right in the world. Welcome to the Circus Boss Podcast. This is the space where we talk about all things business and marketing related to circus, so you can make those big dreams happen. We're your co-hosts, Brock and Eiley, and we help circus performers and producers manage your business with ease so you can spend more time on the flying trapeze. So if you're a circus boss that's ready for more, hit subscribe and join us every week. Your audience awaits. Hey, Circus Bosses, welcome back to another solo episode with yours truly, Ailee. Today, we are talking about how collaborating can help your business. I think as artists, we're familiar with the term collaboration. I'm sure we've done a lot of it in life, whether it's collaborating with musicians or collaborating with a costume designer, collaborating with other performers, collaborating with set designers and lighting designers, So we're really used to that word, but I don't know if you've noticed, but it's kind of a trendy, cool thing for businesses to talk about now. And they even use the word collabs because, you know, that's so much cooler than saying collaborations. (laughs) But anyways, today I just wanted to talk about how you can use your strength of knowing how to collaborate with others and actually use that as an asset for your business and collaborate with people that maybe you wouldn't have thought about collaborating with before. So thanks for tuning in, as always, for our weekly Circus Boss podcast episode, and thanks for investing in you and wanting to be better business people as circus professionals. So collabs in the business world, or collaborations, can have many different names and different scenarios. You might hear me talk frequently about a referral network. Or in the online space, you might hear people talk about affiliate partners when people offer an affiliate link for another online course or service. And then there's partnerships where maybe you're actually going in together with somebody else to create a product or service that you only offer together. And there are so many reasons to collaborate to help you as a business owner and to help your business. And before we dive in to talk about these collaborations and ways that you can collaborate, I just want to put this at the forefront of your thinking for today is just to really get into the mindset of there being an abundance of opportunities. Because when you can look at others around you in your space as colleagues instead of competitors, you know, I talk about that a lot. Another common term is collaboration over competition. I talk about this in terms of one from one circus company to another, I think it's healthy to view them as colleagues. But I'm Also extending that now to other vendors. If you're doing event entertainment, that's kind of my whole theme of today's talk is really geared towards event entertainment. If you're not doing entertainment at events, you are smart and creative and you can take these tips and apply them to your business. So being afraid that, oh, if they spend all their money on tech and AV, then they won't have any money for entertainment, right? That might start to feel like the av company is your competitor or if they spend all of their money on a cool new photo booth then they don't have any and money for live entertainment right and so if you get into that mindset that you're all competing for that same piece of the budget it can really keep you isolated and actually missing out on some of the potential of reversing that so if a decor company believes that having your entertainment paired with their offerings, actually helps the client experience their decor better, then they would be more apt to refer you to make sure you do get into that part of the budget. So the more that you can view all the different vendors that are bidding on an event, as your colleagues instead of your competitors, it's also gonna help you provide a better client experience, have a better business and enjoy what you're doing better. So we're gonna talk about all these different ways that collaboration can help you, but I just wanna put this at the forefront because sometimes it can feel like you're all scrambling for the same piece of the budget, the same piece of pie, the same pool of clients. But honestly, the more creative you can get with this, you can create, your own opportunities. I'm a big advocate for that. And through collaborations, you might develop new things that aren't even on the market yet, that you couldn't have even come up with those ideas on your own. They came through collaboration with other vendors. I wanted to bring that to the forefront of the conversation before I dive in and start talking about all of the great reasons to collaborate. And towards the end, I'm gonna give you actual tips on who you should be looking to create these collaborations with, and some tips on how to make that happen. So now let's get into some reasons that I believe it's important to have collaborations with your business. So first of all, it's going to help you reach a wider audience than you can on your own. So your marketing can really benefit by finding creative ways to collaborate. Now, if you follow the Circus Boss Instagram page, you'll see we use this strategy a lot. Now, that's not the only reason we do collaborations because Being a business owner is really fun for me now in the online space to collaborate with other people. So I invite you to follow along, see all the IG lives that we do, see all the ways that we boost other businesses that are in the online space serving circus artists, and see what you can think of. See how many creative ideas that you can come up with of ways that you can collaborate with vendors that are serving your same audience in your marketing. So entertainment company, can you collaborate with a DJ to do something fun online? Can you collaborate with a lighting designer? Can you collaborate with a catering company? So finding ways to create these collaborations online, you get to share each other's audiences. So it's a huge marketing boost for you. Now. Later on in the podcast, I'll talk about how to pick who you wanna collaborate with, but I'm just giving you a sense of the areas of where it can help your business, and marketing is a huge one. It's like doubling your marketing efforts. Just for a quick little marketing term while we're here is there's three ways to grow your audience. You can build, borrow, or buy. And so build is organic marketing. That's what you do on your social media posts and your email marketing, that's all building you're building your audience. Borrow is when you're borrowing the audience of somebody else. So this is where collaborations come in because if you start collaborating with other people that serve your same audience, but do something a little bit different than what you do, you are now exponentially reaching more people than you could on your own. So that's borrowing audiences. And then buy is when you're doing paid advertising or maybe paid trade shows. And of course that's another way to do marketing. So it's good to look at your marketing efforts right now now and look at that build, borrow, and buy, and see how are you doing in those three areas. You don't have to do all three of them. You can do build it your own. It's just a slower process. Build and borrow is a little bit faster, but it's still a lot of effort. Buy can be, when done right, a quicker way to build your audience. I'm getting into marketing now, but just a a quick note on the buying is. If you are buying, whether it's ads or paying for trade shows, paid marketing opportunities, make sure that you have the build going for you as well, because that's also how you build relationships. So, if you spend money on marketing, you want to make sure that you have good content marketing, good, consistent ways of staying in touch with people and educating them about your brand and about your services so that you get the most out of the money that you do spend on your marketing. I wasn't planning on saying all of that about marketing. So maybe that can be another podcast episode. But I brought it up just to help put perspective of how collaborations can actually be a huge part of your marketing plan. The other way that collaborations come into helping your marketing is something that we talk about a lot called social proof. So since an audience trusts whoever you're collaborating with, When they talk about you, their audience actually carries that trust over to you. So let's say that you train with a coach that you love and you trust them because you've worked with them for a while and you want to buy a trapeze. So you ask them, hey, who do you recommend to purchase a trapeze from? Whoever they tell you as their preferred trapeze maker, hands down, you are going to trust them because you trust your coach. So it's the same way with clients. If they have a DJ that they love because they get them and they have the right vibe and the right music and they always make the the event really lively and they say, hey, we want to add live performers this year. And the DJ says, oh, you have to hire this company. They're the best. I love them. Boom, hands down, that client now trusts you to deliver because the DJ said it. So that's word of mouth. People talk about word of mouth as the best form of marketing and word of mouth is great, but word of mouth is not only organic. Word of mouth is something that you can help create for your business by creating strong relationships and collaborations. And I've heard people say, Oh, well, I don't really do marketing because word of mouth is the best way to get business. Well, Collaborating with others can become a form of marketing because then they are spreading word of mouth about you. And that's super powerful. So that's that social proof. Finding these right collaborations for your business is generating what I like to call super fans. This is like an army of people that genuinely care about you and want your business to succeed. And that's seriously powerful word of mouth. And also they're industry professionals, so there might even be more value to their word of mouth because they're a professional. So when we ran Animate Objects, there was times we had clients call us that would say, okay, I just had to stop and call you because I went to three different venues and they all said we should hire you. And so did the two different catering companies that we're working with. They said, oh, you have to call them too. And then the decor company and the DJ and the lighting company all said we need to hire Animate Objects. And that was all because of these collaborations and strong partnerships that we built in our service area in our industry. Another part of these collaborations related to marketing is always ask vendors that you work with who you should meet. Once they know who you are and your services and, you know, what it's like to work with you, don't be afraid to ask them, hey, we're expanding our client base. Is there anyone in your roster that you think we should meet? And then obviously you're gonna do the same for them because people like to be helpful. People like to refer and people like to look good for their clients. So if they can refer you to their clients, that's another feather in their cap for being helpful, right? So don't be afraid to ask, hey, we're building our client base in this specific area. Do you have anyone that you think would be a good fit for us? And also who would be a good fit for you? What are you looking for? Maybe we can refer some of our clients to you. So those are some ideas of how collaborations help your marketing. But another big reason that I think can get overlooked of why collaborations can be helpful is sometimes you can offer new services that you wouldn't be able to do on your own. So this would be kind of more in that like joint ventures realm of where you're selling packages together or selling an experience together. Maybe you do a themed experience with a decor partner or maybe you do a pairing of food and wine and performance. Maybe there's some new technical effect or new equipment that can be integrated with entertainment. So that might be something you can't offer on your own. And when you present it together with a collaborator, it makes you both look better. Like you've got the new cool, exciting thing. And through these collaborations, sometimes it'll help you get new perspective on your own offerings and maybe even come up with new ideas. So one of the great things about finding collaborators that are in your space but do something different than what you do is you get to complement each other's expertise. So, if you don't know anything about lighting, you don't know anything about catering, the more that you can collaborate with these partners and understand what they do at events and what their clients need help with, and what they help their clients with. It just helps you understand the bigger picture of how your entertainment fits in with events. And as you help each other, it can give you an eye into their process, which can then help you maybe start to see your process differently. Or maybe you are telling them about your process. So you're learning how to speak about your process that then you can share with your clients. Maybe just spend time. Like, go out for drinks and spend some off time together with these other vendors. And just spending time together, you might find that you organically come up with creative ideas together because they are also creatives just using a different medium. And I just want to throw this out there because I just remembered, I just had a a coaching session last week with one of our clients, helping them prepare for a networking event. And I know you're listening, (laughs) so I just wanted to add this tip for you and for everyone else listening, that when you go into a networking event, also be looking for these collaborations right? Start to be like, who do I vibe with? Who has like a similar creative energy or just a a similar personality? Or who am I really, really connecting with? They might not be somebody that can hire you, but that's super important to look for when you go to networking events too, and then take it offline, meet with them in person. Some of these collaborations that you can forge at networking events will be some of the things that help boost your business the most. So we've talked about marketing, we've talked about maybe offering new services or new ideas and learning from each other and all of these things, but let's talk about the client. So working together with collaborators can actually provide a better client experience too, because You can learn how to educate the clients better by learning about the other services and sharing the benefits of each other's services. You know how like a DJ can read the room and really meet people where they are. They're playing the right music. They can just feel the audience. It's this intimate connection. They can feel the guests. They can tell what's exciting them and they keep doing more of that. Well, that's similar to what a live roving interactive performer can do. They can meet the guests where they are and provide this experience that's like right aligned with where each person is individually. A piece of decor cannot do that. An appetizer cannot do that. So then you're learning how to talk about the benefits of your live entertainment because you understand the benefits of something else that's provided at the event. Now, of course, There are a ton of benefits from decor and catering. I'm not putting them down. And I could flip the conversation to compare live entertainment to the benefit of good food and the benefit of good decor. I was just using the DJ as an example. And also part of a better client experience is if you have a team, this is the referral network concept. If you have a team of vendors that you know kick ass, you can feel confident referring them to your clients. Clients won't have to find and vet all of their vendors. That's a lot of work. So if you're coming to them as an expert and you say, here is my team of people that I recommend, because you know they're going to deliver and you know they're going to have the same standards that you do, that's priceless. You're going to look so awesome to your client. They're going to love you for that. And likewise, you're going to be on that list from other vendors when they're telling their clients who they love. So it really saves time for the clients and it helps the clients succeed because they don't have to worry about hiring someone and realizing that, hmm, well, that didn't really go so good, right? So you're leveling them up right away by creating this pool of preferred vendors or a referral network. And then also when you're good at collaborating with the other vendors, you can do some coordination behind the scenes. We used to do this a lot because it's not about disrespecting or circumventing your client. It's actually about helping them. Once I would find out who the lighting company or who the DJ was or who the decor company was, I would shoot them an email and say, Hey, I heard you're also working on this event. Here are the costumes that we're planning. What are you doing? Or here is the timeline that we're talking about with our entertainment What about you? Or, you know, just really helping coordinate some of those aspects behind the scenes so that you all have a better event day. And so when you have these collaborations and you're thinking about this client experience, I just invite you to ask, you're going to have a ton of ideas that I don't even have. And so just ask yourself this question, how can you offer more value to your clients in partnership with others? So part of that is going to be looking at what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses? So if you can identify your weaknesses, see if you can find other vendors that you can collaborate with so that that is now a complete strength when the two of you are working together. So we've helped your business, we've helped your clients, and now let's talk about you. So having collaborators is priceless to you as a support network, as a small business owner. You deserve to have a support network. You don't have to do it all alone. And other vendors that are working in your area in your industry are going to be such a huge support for you. And this is again where I like to say to my circus performers to be sure you're connecting outside of the circus community and in the event industry. And we talk about this a lot when we talk about pricing. If you haven't heard all of our pricing stuff, be sure to go back to episodes one through four. But somewhere in one of those episodes, probably multiple times, I talk about talking about pricing with other vendors, not just other entertainment or other circus companies, but talk about pricing with DJs, photo booths, musicians, magicians, comedians, understanding what other people are charging will help you understand where you fit within the market. Because I've really seen it time and time again, a lot of times circus is charging less than they should be. So that's one of the ways that these collaborations can support you as a business owner, because we all have similar struggles as business owners. And you might even just get to learn things about your service area, like what's the seasonal ebb and flow. Every area has a different busy season and slow season. And sometimes slow season is a slow month or a slow week or a slow couple of months. And so that's really good to know when you're planning your calendar. I did entertainment in Miami and I did entertainment in Seattle and both of them had completely different seasonal ebb and flow. So trying to do my budget projections when I moved from one city to the other was really interesting. Well, I made the projections, but then once I got into things, I was like, Oh, okay, this is a different market here. I must understand it. So making sure you can talk about things like that. Like, hey, are you busy? We're slammed right now. Or, hey, are you busy? Because we're not. And just start to see what other people are going through, especially now with COVID. Trying to understand each different location's rules and regulations is, it's, definitely a time to be tapping into others in your industry. And then you can do referrals for simple services like accountants and lawyers and insurance. And if you have a physical location, even things like plumbers and electricians, but back to the accountants and lawyers and insurance, when people understand what you do, they, at least, if they understand the event industry, it makes it so much easier to work with them. So, asking for that type of professional services from other vendors is a wealth of resource and wealth of information and then you can also check in about problem clients i've totally had that happen so many times somebody will email me and they'll be like oh my god (laughs) have you worked with so and so because this thing just happened is it just me don't take those situations on by yourself if something crazy happens and a client feels completely unrealistic nine times out of ten some of the other vendors in your area probably know about that client and they might have experienced that so if they haven't experienced that exact client, maybe they've been in a similar situation. So they might have advice for you and a way to support you. So there you have it. Ways that collaborations can help your marketing, can help your business, can help your creativity, can help your services, and it can help you as a business owner. So those are some reasons why. Now let's talk about how to find these collaborators. One way I mentioned before is through networking events, this may happen organically as you do more work in your area, but I'm gonna give you some tips to supercharge the process so you can start to build these uh, collaborations and these relationships maybe faster. I would start by always doing research. One way is you can look at like venues that you want to work in and look and see if they have a preferred vendors list and just start to follow them on social media, start to compliment them on their work, start to see how you can build that relationship so that by the time you do get to meet them in person, they'll be like, oh yeah, I know you. I remember that name, that sounds familiar. You can also look like who are the influencers in your area? And I'm not talking like just social media, large following kind of influencer, but who do you see? Whose name do you see at every single industry event? Who do you see winning awards? so i would call those the influencers in your service area so keep an eye out for those people and then who are people that share your values so if you're donating to specific causes or going to specific fundraisers who else do you see from the events industry that is connected to those causes that you believe in and then you always want to ask who's a good compliment for your style what themes do you like to do? Who else is doing those themes in your industry? Maybe what decor, or what venue really matches your vibe? And what lighting matches your vibe? What food matches your vibe? When you see it, are you like, yeah. So that's probably a good collaborator for you. Someone that inspires you. And going back to that marketing concept, make sure these are people that serve your same audience but in a different way so you can look at their photos and look at their client list and look at what venues that they frequent that's going to help you get a sense do they share the same audience and another important one that we found after years of working really really hard (laughs) was really asking who will make your job easier and these are usually people who really get you who understand what you're trying to do. So that may happen a little bit later in your journey, but you can also just look like who has these similar work ethics or working style as you? And maybe you can tell that from what they say on social media, or maybe that's just something you learn by working with them on the job. Another one that's huge is as you're working with people and you start to notice, maybe there's a lighting company that really places importance on lighting you correctly. You need to get their card and find out who that was and follow up with them and build a relationship with them. Maybe there's a planner that always makes sure that you get ample rehearsal time and all of your tech writers and hospitality writers are taken care of. Like when things go really well and work really smoothly, pay attention to that and look at who the, the players involved because it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> and you can start to make it better by making sure you're getting that pool of vendors involved as much as you can. Also something simple like what venues are easy for you to do what you do in there. So if you're doing aerial, do certain venues have rigging points that are already installed and already approved by a rigger? So that's an important relationship for you to have, or maybe you do fire performance and this venue has a perfect place to do outdoor fire, or maybe this venue is approved for indoor fire. So just the logistics, who is going to make your job easier? That is a list of people that need to be in your Rolodex. (laughs) Okay, I never even had a Rolodex. So I'm not that old. But you know, that's like an old expression. And the speed dial, I mean, speed dial is not even a thing anymore. I guess they do have what is it on an iPhone? I'm pulling out my iPhone to see. They do have something that's like reminiscent of speed dial oh favorites right okay so those vendors should be on your favorites list if they make your job easier and you know I like to remind you to be helpful so don't only think how this relationship can help you always be thinking how can you help them because it'll come back to you later you never know what job somebody is going to transfer to or what new client they will have so maybe it doesn't seem like They're the right fit in terms of accessing your audience. But if they make your job easier, see what you can do to help them and it will come back to you. So I've mentioned a lot of ideas already, but this is where you might want to get out a pen and paper because if you're an entertainment company, I'm going to go through a list of different ways to collaborate with different types of vendors that would be really useful for you. So I talk about venues a lot. Let's say that there's a venue that has a specific style or theme or color scheme. You can create custom costumes to match that venue, right? And there's a lot of marketing that can be helpful for both of you if you have costumes or a theme that complements a venue. It also makes pitching to clients that much easier too. It's also good to know with a venue, what entertainment fits. So you can create customized packages for that venue because you know that you can do aerial and you can do fire and oh look, they have a pool. You can do your contortion bubble and your mermaids there too. When you are meeting with venues, be sure to ask if they have a preferred vendors list or what the process is to become a preferred vendor. You can ask if they do put photos of you on their website to please list you and please list your website. Make sure that people know who you are on their website so they can also contact you. And then you can also ask if you can leave brochures or flyers for their clients at their venue because it is a physical location. And something that I just want to throw out there that we found, again, it took us years to figure this out and notice this, but because what we do is creative and it's performance, people in the arts tend to appreciate it even more. So some of our greatest relationships were with art museums and pop museums and, well, pop museum. Sorry, that's probably not a thing outside of Seattle. But in Seattle, there's a place called MoPOP, the Museum of Pop Culture. But that was one of our biggest venues. And the Chihuly Garden and Glass was another one of our biggest venues. And we just thought, yeah, these are cool people. They like us. That's why they refer us to their clients which is true, and we did a lot of work to develop those relationships, but we also realized, wait a minute, these are both high-end venues that cost a lot for people to do events there, and they're art-focused or pop music-focused. F- so the type of clientele that's gonna book that versus the type of clientele that's booking, I don't know, a meeting room with chairs and a projector, like the, the people that are booking an art museum value creativity, value the arts. And it's a high-end venue, so that means they have higher budgets. So it was a perfect fit for us. So I really want to invite you to look at like, where are the art museums or art galleries or creative venues that do high-end events in your area? That's going to be a good match for you. And where are the arts patrons? What type of events are they at? Where are the fundraisers for the ballet or the opera? These could be great audiences for you. And then there's decor companies. I also talk a lot about decor companies because you are living, breathing decor, and if you just have a white wall behind you, it can be pretty flat. So finding those decor companies, that match what you do are gonna be really powerful too because you could even dream up new themes together and make entertainment and decor that build a new world together. Or you can even do something small like a simple vignette with a backdrop and a living statue. And to full stage sets, right? There's lots of different levels you can coordinate with the decor. Be sure that you create these collaborative materials of photoshoots shoots and video shoots together to really sell these collaborative ideas to clients. And then planners, it's funny, I said planners the other day and a friend automatically thought of a like a paper day schedule planner. (laughs) So forgive me if I always say planners, I'm talking about event planners. Although I do love a good day planner. I like my hard copy day planners for sure. But event planners, there's a lot of event planners. So going back to all the things I talked about before to find the right ones. And when you do talk with them, what type of events do they do? So understanding what types of events they do, what type of clients they serve, maybe you could come up with packages together with them based on a theme. Like a common one for us was some of the planners we worked with focused on conferences where people were coming from out of town into Seattle. So we made a whole line of Seattle themed entertainment. So that when people came, like this was what we heard all the time. So everyone is coming here to Seattle for this conference, but the conference is so jam-packed with events. They don't have enough time to tour the whole city. So we want the event to make them feel like they've been in all of Seattle. So like these events would have all the different iconic parts of Seattle in a conference room. (laughs) And then our entertainment would also be these iconic Seattle experiences. So... That was based on the fact that we did collaborations with a lot of event planners that did those conferences. So getting to know your planners and what type of events they do, maybe they do a lot of weddings and maybe it's like boho chic outdoor weddings is like the thing in your area. So what type of entertainment can you develop to partner with planners to offer to their weddings or maybe fundraising galas, uh, a nice act right before raise the paddles or something during the silent auction to help guests engage with the silent auction item. so i just threw out a ton of really strong ideas that can have come through years of understanding the different types of events the different types of clients and basically it was creative problem solving and so instead of just thinking of the entertainment that you want to create this is another way to come up with new ideas that you might not have on your own through meeting planners talking with them what types of events do they do what themes do they do what are the goals and objectives so you can create whole lines of entertainment that can then help the planners fulfill their goals better and then there's catering of course we had our whole line of animated food servers so there's champagne dresses and dessert skirts and roving tables and I've seen such a fun creative ones like wine bikes and aerial champagne pouring or aerial bartending what else can you do oh I've seen pretzel umbrellas I've seen the thing where people which is probably not performers but people stick their hand through a wall and hand people glasses kind of like in uh Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory when they use their hands to take their coats in the original Willy Wonka sorry dating myself again um I'm not dating myself. I'm married. (laughs) Okay, sorry, y'all. I might be recording this at night, and it might have been a long day, so I'm getting goofy. Anyways, what creative collaborations can you do with food? You know, what about meeting a sommelier and, and talking about, well, how can you pair wine with a costume? Or a performance. I've seen some really cool themed nights where there's a theme that the DJ plays a specific type of music that's based on the menu. So, how can you pair entertainment with a specific menu to create a vibe? You can really get creative there. And then, of course, with DJs and AV and production companies, see if you can take time for them to get to know your acts. Now, of course, I teach that you should have your own cue sheets. And I teach that you should have your own person helping to cue the tech companies, like having a stage manager there to call cues. However, we definitely gravitated towards AV companies that that knew our acts after a while. And then a, a reminder to always see what's new, like what new tech or equipment is there that could then be integrated in with entertainment. And photo booths, I haven't really talked about them that much, but we had great collaborations with photo booths. And the benefit here is they're always going to give you awesome photos whenever you have performers pop into the booth. Sometimes they have roving photographers as well and you can get the photos and sometimes they might have a new photo offering or a new product and a new type of photography service that they want to showcase. Well, showcasing it with performers is such a fun thing for them. So we've definitely paired with photo booths and photographers on collaborative services as well. And then musicians, it would be great to find musicians that you can recommend. Hey, do you want live music and a performance? Here's someone that we know how to work with. And it could even just be roving like an accordionist or a guitarist. So finding musicians to put on your collaborator list would be amazing. So in all of this, I've always talked about making sure that you're helping them too. So just some simple things. Anytime somebody does send you a referral, always send them a thank you. Even just like a quick email thank you, like immediately after you get it, even if you don't land the job, just, hey, so-and-so just contacted me, they said you referred them, thank you so much. And then we used to try to send thank you cards with a little coffee card inside as a little treat and quite a few people called us back gushing over that oh my god no one's ever done anything like this for us and we're like it was a seven dollar coffee card that was completely worth the referral that they sent us so try to get addresses for the people that you're collaborating with and then of course you can offer commission Sometimes we did, sometimes we didn't. It depends on the budget, the size and the scope of the event. That's up to you. I'm just sharing that because there is no industry standard here. You can always ask if somebody wants a commission, but there is no expectation here. Sometimes a referral is just good business. Whenever you're doing a live performance, if you have a specific amount of tickets that you could offer, you can offer them to your collaborators if you're sponsoring entertainment. As a sponsor for an event, they might give you a table. You can offer invites to your collaborators to join you for that. Maybe it's somebody that's doing an open house that you do a lot of collaborating with. You can offer, hey, do you want us to showcase this new collaboration that we're doing together? We can showcase this at your open house. And then of course, featuring them on social media, you can do like a vendor spotlight in an email newsletter, and you can have preferred vendors on your website. So these are ways that you're just like continually saying thank you to your collaborators so that you're making sure it's reciprocal. The more you help them, the more they will want to help you. Okay, so hopefully you wrote all that down. (laughs) If not, you can listen to this again and again. So my tip to help start to bring this into your business and make it manageable is just think about spending 20 minutes a week, just 20 minutes a week, pick one day, block it out and just start doing research. Who are the top 10 collaborators that you would like to have in your network? Be strategic, but try to go through the list I mentioned and spread it out through different types of vendors and then go to networking events, either virtual or in person, and start to meet some of these people. Again, you know, I'm a fan of no cold DMs, no cold pitching. This is a relationship. So start slow because if they're going to be referring you to clients that trust them, they want to make sure that you are trustworthy. I know you are. (laughs) <laughs> but you need to develop that trust with them. So, take your time building that relationship, but you can know who you want to build that relationship with and get to know them before you approach them. So, you can follow them on the socials, compliment them on their work, tell them genuinely and authentically what do you appreciate about them? What do you appreciate about their work? Why did they make it on your top 10 list of someone that you want to collaborate with? Let them know that. And remembering the secret door into DMs is commenting on people's stories. So if you see somebody posting something on their stories that you love, comment to that on their stories too, not just their regular posts. Oh, I've switched to Instagram now and didn't even say where I was, but I think you're following. <laughs> I spent a lot of time on Insta. But if you comment on somebody's story, that automatically starts a DM conversation with them. So that's a great way to not cold pitch, but to start a conversation. And then you can always ask for virtual coffee dates once the conversations have started and preface it with, I'd love to be referral partners and maybe collaborate on some ideas. And I really want to see how I can help your business because I love what you're doing. And then try to get a virtual coffee date or an in-person drink at the pub when and where that is allowed. this can be the lifeblood to your business, quite honestly. So I'm really passionate about it. So you have a lot of tips. You're going to go out and spend just even 20 minutes a week starting to build these collaborations. And I just want to remind you what I talked about in the very beginning of the episode of the reasons why this is important so that you have that at the forefront of your research and your work on building these collaborations. Remember that you can reach a wider audience with collaborative marketing and instill confidence in that wider audience without them having to know you yet. And you can offer new services than what you could do on your own. Also these collaborations can help you have a new perspective on your business and your offerings, and even come up with new ideas. And let's not forget about providing a better client experience. Collaborations can definitely help with that. But most importantly, these collaborations can help you be supported as a small business owner. Because we're all in this together, right? You don't have to do it all alone. So that was my whole passionate talk about how collaborations can help your business. And there's a lot of nuggets of wisdom in here. Listen to it again and again if you need to. And if you are finding value in our podcasts, please share your thoughts with us. We would be honored to get a review on Apple Podcasts. We love those five shiny stars. Thank you so much. And please keep them coming. And feel free to share your words and tell us what do you value? What do you love about this podcast so that other people will know what they can get out of it too. And of course, head over to Circus Boss Official on Instagram. That's where I spend a lot of time and would love to hear you slide into my DMs, send me some love, tell me what you're enjoying about the podcast. Tell me what you'd like to hear. What topics should we cover in the future? And I want to end with back in episode 15 where I posed the question, is performing at corporate events selling out as an artist? I had to share a lot of my backstory in that one to share with you how I have the perspectives that I have. And I was a little bit apologetic about it because I don't want these podcasts to be self-aggrandizing or narcissistic. And I got some great love in my DMs of someone telling me that I don't need to be shy about sharing my background because that's a huge part of what informs what I'm sharing with you. So I'm going to put it out there. I'd love to know what would you like to hear about? Do you have questions about my background? Because I don't think I'm really good at sharing all the different chapters because there's been a lot. But ask me any questions let me know. What do you want to hear about my background? So thanks for tuning in again this week to the Circus Boss Podcast. You are a star. You are amazing. And the world deserves to see more of you. And I want to help make that happen. So one of the best ways to work with us right now is one-on-one coaching. I've just set up a new coaching portal to share a little bit about what our coaching is like, what's examples of things that we help our clients with and to learn more about our coaching, you can head over to circusboss.com slash coaching. There is an application process to work with us because I don't want to waste your time. I want to make sure that we're a good fit. How can I tap into your magic and help you succeed? Because If you're listening to this podcast, I can gamble and say that you're probably going to do really big things in this world. If you care about listening to all this stuff that I'm talking about, you probably have a big mission and you're probably here on this earth to do really great things. So we want to help make that happen. So that's it. Thanks for making it all the way to the end. We're so glad you're here and I hope you're having a lovely day and we'll see you next week. We'll